Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode five. This is the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Thank you and you and you. We appreciate you taking the time to join us, however you found us. It is much appreciated, whether you're downloading, streaming, pirating, sharing, or you happen to just be in the same room as somebody. Cheers to you. Remember, we are on the World Wide Web, 16ozcanvas.com is our web home. We're also featured on Instagram, 16ozcanvas is the username. And you can also find the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast on Facebook. Our goal will hopefully be try to mix it up on each of those endeavors, not make it so repetitive. Each one will try to have its own little spin or flavor of the show. And we always look for your feedback, interaction, because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to build ourselves a little community. And whatever you're showing up, your beer art, great labels, or whatever it is that you do with your beer pictures online, Remember to tag us with 16OZ Canvas. That's going to be our little our little tag out there on the interwebs. But this week's episode is really special to me when I was starting the idea of the project, thinking of labels and artists I wanted to have involved. Craig was definitely at the top of the list. And so when I reached out to him and he was he was interested in being, in being a part of it, it was really exciting and helped to validate that what we were doing was something unique and we felt would be appreciated by the beer community and we've also really tapped into something new here so we're really excited about that we're looking for new artists each day and it's going to continue to evolve over time so hopefully you're enjoying what you're listening to because there's a lot more where this came from so on this week's episode we'll learn about craig as an artist learn about his process with new england and some of the stories about some of the famous cans and label artwork that have become really popular in the not only the Connecticut beer scene, but just kind of nationally. So it's really exciting. Craig Gilbert, thatcraigguy.com. You're listening to the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast, episode five. So without further ado, this is the Craig Gilbert interview right here on the 16OZ. Enjoy, my friends. Again, thank you, Craig, for joining us here. We're here at uh, New England Brewing Company, the 16-Ounce Canvas, uh, talking to Craig Gilbert, a local artist, also jack of all trades here at New England Brewing Company. And <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to, you know, again, I, I appreciate you making the time. No, and, I thank you for recognizing and giving me the nod. That's cool. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I've had a lot of, uh, we've done several interviews so far, and when I say we, it's me, but it's better to say yourself as like a... <laughs> Multiple persons. Sounds like there's a whole production going on. Yeah, because you're huge. Yeah, right. Um, but no, when I started doing, when I started the idea, I had the idea and was spitting around with folks. You know, you were a, a must get, and I really, you know, noticed what you do, and I really appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah. So that's that's kind of weird because you know, it, uh, you don't hear a lot about the outside of the beer because everyone's just always oh my god that's the greatest beer i've ever had it was always oh, a huge hot bomb and, and no one ever says like wow really cool graphics yeah <laughs> yeah because if yeah i love coming in and like when it's something new or a new fat tenor comes out or when now they have the you know the ocho and dose like i love the fact that there's i'm like oh that means there's gonna be a new label and so i mean 
Yeah, that, that to me is, is one of my favorite parts of the, obviously art, you, know, you go to a beer store and you look and you hope that the label is as good as the beer. And that doesn't always work out. You know, I bought many I, a shitty beer. I've been there many awesome. times where you just go, that is the greatest label. With, yeah. And oh, that so, is horrible yeah. beer. And so I, I said, I, I, you know, the the elevator thing is, you know, um, beer agnostic. You hope the beer is as good as it, you know, as the label looks, but you know, that's not always going to happen. Right. But what, as an artist or, you know, your, your background, you know, why don't you give your, your elevator you know, pitch? Oh, the history. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, your whole life and like you know just give it a couple seconds yeah no you well I'm I've always been drawing I mean ever since I could pick up a crayon and just scribble on a wall much to my parents yeah. <laughs> annoyance um, yeah I've just always been drawing I've always been writing and uh, that led to you know working at newspapers and you know writing and stuff like that and then illustrating and doing uh, illustrations for newspapers and, and stuff like that, and zines and magazines. And uh, and when uh, my buddy Rob, who owns New England Brewing, I've known him since ninth grade. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, just helping out whenever I could, whether it was brewing, whether it was sweeping the floor or, you know, painting something. And then one day he said, you know, hey, you draw can you draw me a label for a can that we're coming out with? And, and I said, well, yeah, of course, you know, no problem. And uh, he said, yeah, it's a double IPA. Uh, give right. us some names. So, you know, I gave him like 300 names or something stupid because I'm nuts like that. And, right. and, uh, and he said, all right, we narrowed it down to 10. You know, what's next? And I said, I, I don't know. What do you want? And he said, yeah. well, what would you pick? And I said, you know, Gandhi bot. And he said, why Gandhi bot? You know, what is that? And we went through, you know, why and what it meant and all that. And, and he said, well, can you draw it? And I said, well, sure. And I drew up this picture for him. And, and that's the exact first image on the, on the Gandhi bot can. Right. Was that. And I was like, well, I can draw it better. And he, no, no, we're using this. We're using this. Yeah. So, and that started, at, you know, with New England. Right. Where, you know, they come up with an idea and, uh, and I just, you know, throw it down on paper and give them a few examples, and then they pick one that they like, and I give a couple more examples in that direction, and, yeah. and then it gets settled on, and you ink up a label. And So how quick is it from, okay, we have this new beer coming out, to we need a label, and it becomes a label? Oh, th that, <laughs> that, that's the cause of a lot of stress sometimes, because, yeah. you know, I mean, I've gotten... I'll be at home and I'll get a, a phone call or a text message just saying, hey, did anyone talk to you about the beer we're putting on in about two hours? <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? You want a label like, in 20 minutes? All right. Or, you know, hey, you know, later this year in about right. eight months. We're... So it's literally the polar, the so extreme. It, yeah, like, you got both ends 10 minutes of the spectrum. Now or, yeah. yeah, so I've done labels in literally 20 minutes for this mm -hmm. place where, you know, I'll do it. I'll scan it at home. I'll email it in, and then I come to work, and it's there on the tap handle. Like, oh, someone managed to print that out and make it a thing. You know, like, good yeah. job, yeah. And then you got to, you know, roll up on somebody and go, yeah, a little more warning next time. Okay, thanks. Um you know, but then there's stuff you get, you know, plenty of time and yeah. you, you get to, you know, really work on it and make it something that's just 
you hope is just going to make people just go, yeah. Yeah, because no, I like your website because you have the early etchings, uh, you know, thatcraigguy.com, that you have the early etchings of Red Rum, I feel like, and then White Trash. Yeah. Yeah. So it's <clears> Yeah, really I, I, I mean, the labels and stuff, I wanted to, uh, especially on my website, since I, I finally got around to doing that. Right? It, it took me long enough. Um, well, that's, but I mean, just to show every people. Artist, every artist I've talked to, everyone has the idea, like, their website, like it always is like the last thing. It's like, I have this project, I work on this, I work on that. Yeah, and it's like, well, how would you, I haven't touched my website in six months, but I haven't put down the pen or the, the pad. So yeah, it's pretty common. Yeah, I, I had, you know, I had all these original either pencil sketches or just, you know, like just plain old black and white pen and ink drawings of these labels. And if people see them, you know, they see the full color label and I just wanted to show them, you know, what it looked like at, you know, what it looked like the first time it ever manifested in this world, you know? <laughs> right. Now, how was the growing pains of, like, the wrap of the can and, like, trying to figure that whole, like, because it's not a yeah, traditional I mean, canvas? Well, it, that's pretty much, I mean, that's, you know, with computers nowadays, you can, yeah. you know, I'll just, I can just draw something just on paper and mm -hmm. then scan it and then just tweak it in, like, Photoshop just to size or right. get a, you know, a size template of a label or a can wrap. Okay. And then just blow that up so it's big enough that I can actually work on it. Mm -hmm. So then when you drop it down, you know, cut it by 50% and it just shrinks to the, you know, it's back to its normal size and everything works. Yeah. So, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, that was, was it the first time, like, you like came off, you saw the label on the can? I still, I'm, I still get weirded out if I'm in a store and like there's a can of beer sitting there and I go, oh man, I did that label. That's so yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I don't, I don't get it yet. It's just weird. Well, I mean, I'm just a patron here, but I mean, I think that your, your, your vibe, your energy, I think is very fitting to the art in this place. You're very, you're almost like a part of the, the almost like a human logo, I think for New England. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Right, I mean, because yeah, you're here. You're you're, you're, the, you're doing the labels. You're you're in the back. You're in the front. It depends on what day of the week where you're at, and you're just yeah, you're, you're kind of uh, part of the, part of the, the fixture. It's all. I mean, it's all love. It, I mean, they make beer here that I actually drink, you know, yeah. and everybody here is real close to being family. You know, there's a lot of love here for, for between, you know, the brewers and the front of the house staff and the owners and, you know, the business guys and all that stuff. I'm talking like it's a huge corporation. I think there's like 10 of us here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and, it, and it's, you know, and it's, it's just all about passion and love because there's love for the product, there's love for the people, and there's that passion and that love for just creating. That's, yeah. you know, that's kind of what I do, whether it's writing or drawing or hell you know cooking on really awesome chili yeah you know, you're making you're it you're a badass chili. you know crazy so, killer chili coming to town dude, near I, I make some green chili all right that will rival some stuff from new mexico all right no so, don't 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 put that though <laughs> <laughs> i'll get somebody out here and you know, like, here's my green chili food truck you're, outside, a, you're, yeah. a, you're a jerk you know but you also do poems and stories right i mean you're yeah just, yeah no i um like i said i've always you know I used to be a newspaper writer and a copywriter for websites and all that. And just for fun, I write. And I don't know, I, I started writing really twisted little children's poems. 
you know, they were nice and sing-songy and everything, yeah. but, you know, it always ended in death and, and horrible destruction. And Johnny falls down a well. Uh, oh, yeah, and that's the least, <laughs> yeah. that's the most pleasant thing. Yeah, right. And I just started illustrating those, and then I, you know, what do you do next? And I thought, well, it, you know, we're in an age now where you can, you don't have to go to a publisher. You don't have to get a, you know, literary agent. You just put it out yourself. So I just went online, did some shopping, looked around, found some self-publishing sites, printed up my own books, selling myself. Yeah, have fun with yeah, it, you I know? I think from music and art, I think the distribution model nowadays is, is, is so much. When I first started doing it, there was nothing. And I would, you know, go down to the copy shop. I would, you know, spend, you know, I knew I was just blowing money, but... You get these little books printed up, little chat books, and you sell yeah. them and stuff like Color that. Color copies are like a buck fifty a page. Now it's like ten cents. Yeah, now I mean, I can mark up my books almost three hundred percent and sell them for ten dollars, which is still doable. It's right. st I feel I feel fine selling it for ten bucks, but you know, that's with markup, and I'm like, all right, cool, yeah, I can yeah. live with that and not feel like a scumbag. Yeah, it's amazing, just. Music-wise, bands are... Oh, my God. I they mean, don't play anywhere. Like they want, you want, The idea of doing like a side project, and you're like, oh, I made, we made a record. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay. That's pretty amazing. No, when you get something simple, like, you know, GarageBand. Yeah. And then you get SoundCloud and stuff, and you can sit at home and make whatever you want and drop it on the web and done. All these people get it. That's cool. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, the... Not the GoDaddy's the domain site. What was there's the other one where you could just send them your CD, CD baby. That was the big oh, right, one. Right, yeah. And now it's Bandcamp, you know. And yeah, that's yeah. I used to manage a band, and it was like we got signed. It was really like it was just kind of like somebody to help offset the cost. But like nowadays, you just do whatever you want. Even iTunes originally was a ball buster. You couldn't get a song on iTunes. Now you know. Because yeah. you had to have an album, you had to be on a label, you had to be this all this red tape, and now Joe guy in his basement, you know, as long as, they get, as long as they get their ninety-five cents of your dollar, right? They don't care. They're like, sweet. Yeah, I'll take. You know, it's like the pick out a penny jar. It's like, all right, we'll t we'll take as many pennies as we can get. Right. That's great. So Gandhi bot, I have to ask. I mean, that okay. was a huge. That was a bummer. <laughs> and that was to me was like the worst thing ever because. When you would talk about it, because the reason was a kick-ass guy, what better robot, Gandhi, and then to be flipped on its head after like eight, eight nine years of being out. So it wasn't like all of a sudden there was this like negative thing. It was like all of a sudden somebody hit the Google machine and was like, oh, this, yeah. this offends me. And then, I, you know, it was around for, like you said, like five or six years, I think six years. Yeah. And, um. There was just, I mean, everyone was cool with it. Um, then, from what from my, what my understanding is, um, there were two websites that were based in India right. that wrote, and I, I I read them both, and they were both really uh, poorly researched articles, right. um, stating things like, you know, that we were. A brewery that was located in uh, Great Britain oh. that had hundreds of employees. Uh, X. Um, X. Yeah. But the deal, I mean, what it boiled down to was there is an actual law on the books in India that says you cannot defame uh, Mahatma Gandhi, the father of the country, 
or the national flag or the uh, national anthem. Right. And this was seen as, you know, you know, hey, that's not cool. So then you put it up on these websites, and a lot of people read it. There's a lot of people in India. Uh, in the billions. Yes. Um, and plus, you know, people who don't live in India uh, are reading it. So, and it was all internet-based, and, you know, one morning everyone here woke up and somebody looked at the Facebook posts and said, wow, right. we have, you know, 25,000 responses to our last... You yeah, know what's on tap today. Uh, you know, I, you know, like simply, you know, hey, this is what we've got on tap, and twenty-five thousand people respond. So that immediately struck, you know, the flag went up of something's not good. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was just this barrage of, you know, this is insulting. This is you know detrimental. This is horrible. This is this is not kosher. And for about for a couple of weeks after that, it seemed like the end of the world. You know, like when you're getting death threats over. Yeah. You know, a, a cartoon image. And, you know, part of it is cultural ignorance, you know. Yeah. Didn't know. And uh, so it was decided to just alter the label. Yeah. Most everyone called it G-Bot anyway because of, right. you know, shortening everything and making brevity, you know, primary. Right. Uh, so everyone called it G-Bot. And we thought, well, A, call it G-Bot. Yeah. And you can't show this image because that's what's making people really uneasy. So, all right, alter the image, no problem. Yeah. You don't want to be that guy. You don't want to just intentionally piss well, everybody off. Well, then, yeah, and that's what I was saying before about the family and the like, the small knit group. Like, that's you're saying there are hundreds of employees. It's like no, I mean, probably at that time it was maybe seven or eight of you. Yeah, there. Were, I think there was eight of us at that time. Right. So I mean, it wasn't. I mean, since the expansion, you know, there's a couple new faces here, and you can see like growing is going from 8 to 11 mm. but like yeah it's not a malicious thing and it wasn't even it wasn't even you couldn't get it anywhere other than the local area so it was the idea that it was malicious that was the hardest part I think for for those yeah we, we there really wasn't a problem with the the law being broken because we weren't an Indian uh, we weren't a brewery in India right if we were we would have been shut down if we were, we probably wouldn't have done the label because right, we would have right. known about this, you know, this law being written up. Um, there was another lawsuit which probably would have been not good. Uh, it was brought on by a one of the many factions, I guess, of Mahatma Gandhi's family, and they had some very powerful attorneys. And believe it or not, we don't have a corporate jet to be <laughs> zipping over to India for depositions and right. and whatnot. So you know, and no one had a problem with changing it. You right. Know, so when that happened, and then it was this, I don't know, backlash barrage of people saying, you know, oh, you kowtow to political correctness and blah, blah. And we're like, no, we just, no, shut up. <laughs> we make beer. We like, we're part of a community. Exactly. We're not gonna, we may, like, you can argue if we made a mistake or just offended people. Like, we, like even if some people were offended, you weren't trying to piss people off. And it's a great uh, beer. Believe me, if we and wanted the, to piss people off, right. I, could, I could draw... <laughs> <laughs> I could draw some shit that would make you cry. Right. And I won't even be trying with that. Right. So, just pull out the archives. Yeah. I mean, that was that was one of the things. I mean, to speak personally, that was one of the things that upset me was uh, I'm watching the news and it's it's on the news. Right. You know, it's on, you know, BBC World. It's on Huffington Post. It's on the local channels. And uh, 
and they're talking with you know some elected officials up in the Hartford area, and he's telling the news person, you know, well, it's obvious the intent of this label is to defame and and degrade, and he's talking about all this intent, and I'm sitting there going, you never talked to me, you don't know yeah. me, you don't where know you my intent. Where, where were you five years ago? Like, you know, yeah. When I was about 13, I found a quote from Mahatma Gandhi that I still hold to my heart deeply. And he said, and I'll paraphrase it because I can't remember it exactly, but it, he said, uh, or he's quoted as saying, um, if I didn't have a sense of humor, I would have killed myself a long time ago. Yeah. And I said, you know what? Right on, dude. And I thought, how appropriate is that for this particular situation? Well, right. The idea that his family would fly in a jet where he would not step foot in the jet. And he was a man of simple living. So what you did is a ode of respect, yeah. So And, and I, I, you know, said, much better man than me because... Yeah, Some he, of the situations that he was in, boy, I, I, I'd have been yeah. picking up a stick or a rock. Or yeah, he, he didn't have enough cheeks to turn at that point. I mean, he just kept <laughs> yep, smiling and going about his way. And, you know, so, like I said, for about two or three weeks, it seemed like the end of the world, and then everyone forgot about it, and it's fine. And it's been fine ever since. So. Right, and the new shirts are awesome, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, everything's working. It's cool. He's, yeah, he's kind of like, it's part of the, it's part of the history. But, yeah, just, that was, I was... It was a weird. It was a weird time because these folks, all of a sudden, were giving their input, and it was like, "Have you been to the brewery? Have you? I haven't seen you in line waiting for growlers. Like, where have you been? You're gonna tell them what they were doing. Like, it's like five years ago. I could see that when it first launched. Like, that's that's the period of time. But you weren't anti anybody, and that that that's the bummer of it all. So, how how many labels or images have you made? I mean, because I think now with the expansion. They're putting you to work more on the on the drawing side. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah I mean, that's been beneficial because um, it started out with you know with the G bot and everything like that, and then it just kind of you know, hey, can you yeah. do this? And hey, can you do that? And and now it's it's kind of you know it, it's a it's a solid thing. So I mean, over time, oh God, I don't even know. Yeah, the New Zealand hops one, the, I can't pronounce, I'll butcher the Motiako. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Matuka Mayuk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's that. There's the Fat Tenor logo. There's. Uh, Even that, right? Because originally you, like, those are one and done, and you'd be like, that was great. And, and you'd be like, well, we don't have enough space to ever make that again. So, sorry. And now Ocho's come back, and then Dose, Dose which is came back. very. Yeah. Uh, family-oriented uh, uh, <laughs> imagery. If you haven't seen it, I believe it's a raspberry on the tongue, which, yeah, it's very, a very fruitful one. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's, been a, there's been a good chunk over the, over the last couple of years, and, and, and the, the assignments, I guess, have been increasing, which is, which is cool, because, you know, hey, I'm, I'm happy making people happy by giving them, you know, solid beer. And then to, you know, on top of that, you know, get to illustrate something and, and create something that, you know, hopefully will, I don't know, get well, a smile on somebody's face. That's, well, that's yeah, also I think, cool. Yeah, that, that to me is the, is the foundation of the project. I think it's just as important. I think the imagery creates a, a feeling and has a sense to it. I mean, the new one that we were, we were having before, the Cool Bean, and I really like that's a great uh, beer. 
So, I mean, I, yeah, more when I come back here, I'm always like, I mean, you guys are growing up with these, like, more adult-looking uh, tap heads now, so it's kind of like, what's going on here? Before it'd be like a sticker, like, a, you know, kind of, so you guys are growing up a little bit, but. It's also spread out, I mean, because of label work here, and yeah. having, you know, the beer community check it out and right. see it, uh, whether on a tap or a can or a shirt or whatever. Um, you know, I've scored other labeling gigs for other breweries, which, that's huge. I mean, yeah. I, that's a, I love, you know, I, I you know, will probably tear up if I keep talking about it because that's really cool. You know, right. Steady Habit. I was gonna say, in, yeah, uh, Steady Habit, and then the, 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 I didn't even realize the other one, the Long Ireland Brewing. Long Ireland Brewing, yeah. Um, Greg and Dan over in Long Island, they, uh, I did, uh, I'm doing some labels for them for a, a series of sours that they're putting out called Grandma's Kisses. <laughs> The possibilities are endless with, with that name. Dude, as soon as he as soon as he texted me that, he's like, "Grandma's kisses," and I said, "I see lots of tongue." He's like, "No, no, no tongue, no tongue." <laughs> I'm like, "Come on, how can you not?" And he's like, "No, dude, you can't." Yeah, and then, but yeah, I mean, it that's that's awesome that you know this doinky little brewery, you know, with eight schmucks who work here and. You know, and then I can go do labels for somebody else because they, they dig what I do. That's really cool. Yeah, and then, you you know, if you've never been to New England, they just started a monthly Artist of the Month series, and what, about three or four months ago? And you were the... Yeah, back in... Was it December, October. November? October. October, okay. yeah. October of 2016. Um, yeah, and you were the inaugural, you know? Yeah, um... If, if, you, if you're an artist and if you're into the arts, you know that it's tough to get shows. I mean, it's a little easier now than it was, say, 10, 15 years ago. You know, you can get coffee shops and stuff like that. Um, but for gallery shows and stuff, it's ridiculous because you've got to go in and there's usually, you know, a board of judges, basically, who, you know, and if they think your work is good enough to hang there, then chances are good. You're going to have to drop some money in order to use their wall space. And that means you're going to have to jack up the prices on all your pieces. And then you have an opening, say, and people who are friends of the gallery get the notice and they come down and you may have some friends who come down. And then after that, it's in there for a month. And honestly, as much as I know artists just from being one, not a lot of people just wake up one morning and go, hey, let's go to a gallery. No. You know, a small gallery somewhere. You know, it, it really doesn't happen all too often. So it's all about foot traffic. And I'm sitting in here one night just looking around at the walls going, we've got framed pieces of our labels blown up, hanging on the walls. Why not someone's framed pieces of their own work here? So I talked to Rob, the owner, and he, you know, he, he gave me the thumbs up. And that's great. So I you know, probably hugged him. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, and I said, tell you what, I'll guinea pig it. I'll, I'll take the first month. And if it bombs, then we'll just drop it. Right. And, you know, and if you want to keep going with it for a couple of months and see what happens. And basically, you know, uh, artist comes in, they get a month to hang their stuff on the wall. And the foot traffic through here is ridiculous, especially when we're putting on something that is yeah. really popular. And I said, you know, you've got to do it. You know, galleries get minimal foot traffic. This place gets huge foot traffic. So why not throw some local people's stuff on the wall who want to participate yeah. and have some fun with it? So it's been going since October, and 
it's been doing all right. <laughs> yeah, and I like the fact each time is so, everyone's different. It's not like yeah, I'm I'm, I'm trying to different theme. I'm so trying you're to. You're also now art director at New England Brewing Company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, art curator. Yeah, if I get a card, I'll put that on there. Yeah, <laughs> the greater card has like you can't fit every, all your titles on it. You know, it's like those cards you see with the people with like yeah, uh, masters and MMS and DDS and PhD and DR and yeah. It's like how many acronyms? Could, yeah, I need a decoder ring to figure out what this guy does. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to mix it up. So, you know, like what I did, you know, what I do in the fine arts, what I do, you know, for that, that hung up for a month. And then the next month was, you know, some, uh, some really amazing, almost sci-fi looking paintings and stuff right. from this guy named Tom Drew. And then after that, you know, there's, uh, you know, huge color pieces, you know, with the smallest canvas, I think was, you know, 12 by 24 or something crazy. And then after that is uh, a guy who does scratchboard, where it's hey, all Drew. this Drew Mullen. Yeah. He uh, came in here and just killed it with these pieces that were amazing. And and I mean, you look around now, and um, and Stacy's got her stuff. That's well, she's got her opening tomorrow. No, yeah. yes, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow night, five to eight. Come on down. Um, and she By takes. By the time you hear this, it'll be another artist, but we won't care. Yeah. But you know, her photographs are all you know where she's up against, she's inside the barrier at rock shows, so. Right. You know, I'll describe some of the pictures. You know, you've got, you know, from Katy Perry to uh, Judas Priest to Motorhead to uh, Motley Crue and Slipknot, and and they're up-close shots of, you know, people on stage, and they're cool as hell. And we'll have a, a landscape photographer in here in a couple of months. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. And I've looked at his work, and it's, it's you know, amazing. So just mixing it up and keeping it different and bringing more fun. Now you're you're not your artwork is it's you kind of entitled the the theme like flow. Yeah. So how would you describe that to folks? Uh, without looking at it, it, it looks like bubbles. <laughs> it, it it seriously it just looks like bubbles. Um, but it's just really small bubbles, really intricate, really tiny, um, and it. I don't know. I was asked at one of my very first art shows ever at some at this coffee house in a nearby town, and the woman who was in charge of it said, "You know, you need a name for each piece, and it's the same pattern, but it's you know different pieces." And right. And I said, I, "I'm not gonna. How do you name? How would you name that? Just number it? That that seems pretty medicinal and antiseptic and sterile. I I don't want to do that." So she said, "Well, you need to name the whole show then." And I said, fine, uh, you know what? Eat every, every piece I do has a flow to it, so I'm gonna call it flow. There you go. And it just stuck, and every piece after that, I was like, yeah, whatever, it's flow. Because it does. So what is the medium? Because if you don't see it, you go to that uh, craigguy.com. There's a lot, it's, one's on a skull, you have it on a paintbrush. You, so the base is, is, you know, objects, but then on top of it is, yeah, um, it started out just, honestly, it started out as a doodle um, and the margins of papers when I was sitting in editorial meetings at a newspaper I worked for and no one wanted to hear what I had to contribute. So I would just get bored and draw. And I drew all these little connecting circles. And then I thought, well, what if that got bigger? So I did it bigger. And I said, well, what if I did that a little bigger? And then I did it bigger and then I put a mat on it and framed it. And it was just black ink on white paper. Okay. And um, I did that for years, and then I was trying to figure out how I could incorporate color in it. And then I figured out a way to do that. And then 
I had a friend who was putting on a, uh, a music benefit, a bunch of bands, and all the money collected went to a, uh, an animal shelter. Mm-hmm. So she gave local artists a birdhouse and said, you know, do whatever you want on the birdhouse. So I did this pattern on the birdhouse. Mm-hmm. And then I said, oh, God, i got to put this on 3D things. And I think two days later, I was driving down the highway and saw a skull on the side of the road. And I just pulled over. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, my God, a skull. This is amazing. And then yeah. I, it was a deer skull, and it was up on this rock, and it had been out there for a while, so it was bleached clean. Yeah. And I took it home, and I put the pattern all, all inter, you know, going in and out of eye sockets and stuff and just flowing over this skull. Right. And then I said, well, we're going 3D. And then I did that. And then, uh, you know, there were some other, you know, alterations and kind of an evolution of this, right. of this, of this pattern. So now it's on, you know, stacked canvases that uh, kind of resemble a topographic map with this pattern just going up and around and over and through and... Just rolling with it. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing where just it going, goes. Just going with the flow. I guess I'm flowing with it. And we are back. Part one is in the books of the Craig Gilbert interview, the definitive Craig Gilbert. Right here on the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beard podcast. This is episode five. Really enjoy talking to Craig. Like I said... New England Brewing Company is one of my favorite breweries. And so it was just great to get in there, discuss some things with him, learn a little bit more about his process, how some of these labels came to be, how he works with Rob and the team over there. And you just got a really good sense that it is truly a family. There's a small group, and they really appreciate each other. They all work well together. Things do get a little crazy over there once in a while, and they just seem to be having fun. So if you haven't got a chance to, make sure to check them out. New England Brewing Company. Tell them we said hello. There's always great beers on tap. Some of the classics and staples you'll find, as well as a variety of new beers. Each month they seem to come out with new stuff. Ever since they've expanded their game, brought in the new tanks, really just kind of step up. And each month, lots and lots of new goodies that are coming out. Firkin Fridays, you gotta love that. There's always a Firkin on. Trying something new, throwing some different type of hops in there. Who knows? But they're having a good time. They're good folks over there. They always take care of you. Be patient. But I think that one of the things to take away from the interview and speaking with Craig that I really liked is that on first glance, if you look at Craig, it looks like he would kick your ass. But in speaking to him, you really kind of got the sense, you know, of the humility. He really appreciates the fact that we even wanted to have him involved with the project, which for me was a, a no-brainer. But he's really supportive not only of his you know, colleagues and staff there, but also of other artists. You know, as you heard him talking about the monthly art installation, that was his idea. He was using it as an outlet for others to be creative. And it really just shows kind of the person that Craig is, what he brings to the place. And if you have a chance to, you know, like I said, head on over there, say hello, enjoy the beers, and just kind of immerse yourself in the culture over there, over at the New England Brewing Company. We've got a lot more where this came from. Remember to check out Craig's website, thatcraigguy.com. He's got his art up there, his children's poems, his calendar, which we'll get to later on, and just kind of see what see what we're talking about. So Craig Gilbert, New England Brewing Company. 
thatcraigguy.com. Right here on the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast, coming to you each and every Friday via the magic of the zeros and ones, the World Wide Web, and the interwebs. All come together for this magical purpose of showcasing great artists in the craft beer community, making the labels, logos, murals, just making the beer that we love look a little bit cooler. But without further ado, let's get back into it. Part two, Craig Gilbert, 16 ounce canvas. Enjoy. One of the cool things is the Stout Trooper and the fact that, I mean, it's a great logo as itself, but you got a cease and desist order from Lucas Films, right? Yes. That must have been, well, was that kind of like, really? That was that was pre uh, pre Gbot, so that was I was just whatever needed to be done around the brewery I was doing. Yeah. I hadn't they hadn't tapped me for any or anything artistic, and uh, um, an old friend had suggested, "Hey, if you guys ever do an Imperial Stout, you got to call an Imperial Stout Trooper." And we laughed and said, "Yeah, that's definite." And then I don't know a few years later, "Hey, we're doing an Imperial Stout. Well, we got to call an Imperial Stout Trooper." Right. And of course, you know, then it was, oh, we're going to get sued. If you call it that, we're going to get sued. We're going to sue. Oh, we're so going to get sued. And my thinking was, well, A, no, you're not going to get sued. You always get the letter telling you to stop. Right. And if you don't, then you get sued. But even now, I'm thinking like, no, I mean, I know you got sued. Or I'm like the letter. Oh, no, no, the, we the, got the, le- the yeah, letter. So, before you, but even yeah. now, I would say like, you know, there was a, a graphics, um, a marketing firm downtown that uh, we worked with. Uh, they were called Heavy Bag Media, and they were awesome. And right. they were cool people, and we all got along, and they drank our beer a lot. And they hooked up with us, and they said, you know, we'll do this in trade for, you know, beer. And at the time, you know, no one cared about us. We had, you know, stockpiles of, you know, beer just sitting there that we couldn't sell. So we're like, yeah, here's three cases, and they do this label, and here's a case, and they do this label, and it worked out fine, and they did the Stout Trooper label. And everyone just kind of put their fear aside and put it out, and it went fine, and that lasted for like five or six years until (laughs) Mr. Lucas and his minions. Well, that's a good sign, I guess. You got to the point, you're like, oh, okay. But, you know, and then we altered that, and it's even funnier. (laughs) With the Groucho look on it, right. (laughs) Now, do other folks work on labels too, or, or do you have first shot at label? How does that work? With, um, as art curator, I mean, you're art curator here, so I guess I, I think, I think, I'm it. Yeah. I mean, the 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 the, re, the altering of uh, the Gandhi bot to G bot that wasn't me, but that was a time constraint thing. Right. Wherein they needed an, a, a label immediately, and. You know, Bass just cut his arm off. And then, yeah, and just turned him into a pile of scrap. Yeah. You know, which I'll, you know, I'll take claim for the idea. Right. But, um, no, I, yeah, I, I How guess. How many times did you get asked, what's the new name? Oh, I, I, yeah, for, I mean, millions of times. I love coming here, but I have to imagine the questions are very rarely unique questions you guys get asked. True. Uh, I mean, you also got to look at it from a different perspective. You can't look at it as, oh, my God, I'm saying the same thing all the time. Right. It's pretty much, oh, my God, I'm talking to a different person each time. So right. 
technically you could look at it and say it's yeah. not the same thing because yeah you know if the same person was coming asking the same question they slapped i mean <laughs> you idiot get out of here <laughs> over here there's a midst of a new renovation and but i like the, the chalkboard door it was kind of the the top 10 almost most re <laughs> most recently asked questions that, that was cans around this date we can't g bod's not sold here it was like fuzzy baby ducks comes off this time you know, it was like that was julie julie got so tired of the answer to the same damn question she just wrote everything on the door and then at the bottom i just wrote no because that's the ultimate final answer just no straight out hey can i no, no. when are you gonna no, no. <laughs> i just need to know no no no, you Facebook, don't. yeah, it's like every yeah. The, the chalkboard has been a it's a godsend, but even that your social the social media game has been yeah. picked up significantly. Yeah, luckily the we have Facebook followers that uh, will often say what we'd like to say. Yeah, which is kind of nice because you know if you post you know you know hey we're coming out with this and it's coming out in not that we're doing this don't freak out. Hey, we're gonna put it in 16-ounce cans. Right. And then someone will write, "Woo!" And someone will write, "Yay!" And someone will tag somebody's name. And then the fourth person will say, "Hey, what size cans are you putting it out in?" <laughs> or I'm coming to town. I've never been there before. Can I get them at the brewery? And it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know. And then someone will pipe in and go, "You jerk! <laughs> yeah. Why don't you read the post?" <laughs> yeah, it is a good community. It's kind of like everybody has their role and kind of self-manages. Even even in line, there's a good kind of no, I, I honestly, I mean, we've had days where there's just literally multiple hundreds of people in line waiting for hours for some of our beers. And, you know, the, the glass half empty person, you know, is like, what are these jerks standing in line for? Right. And the glass half full person is, you know, wow, these people are standing in line for your product. That's right. awesome. And... You know, hey, hug them all, because we, right, we've got. Yeah. And there's never been an incident where you know someone's been waiting in line for four hours and they got you know got fed up and started freaking out and like, taking hostages or something. Well, but, I, I remember one time it was one of the before the expansion, or it was probably mid before everything was up to full, where it was a fuzzy baby duck day, and you guys were out in line giving out samples to people, and it was like, hey, we'll get you. Here you go, try a little bit, and everyone's I, like, what? I, I was like, what are they doing? I, I, I couldn't, I mean, if you're in line for this product, you know, especially during those times when people were just going, you know, absolutely berserk, it's calmed down a lot, which is cool, but at that time, you know, and I'm like, I'm thinking, some of these people are not gonna get this. They've been standing in line for three hours. What if you're the dude you know, if you're yeah. up to like this guy and you're the next guy and we kick all the kegs and we've got nothing left and right. you've been in line since, you know, we open at three and you've been in line since 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, or something ridiculous right. like that. I, so we just start, you know, hey, fill up a pitcher and go, you know, throw some people. At least they can taste it. Well, to that point, though, I mean, I've read stories again online that the guy got, I, I mean, I've read stories of the guy, that, that guy and somebody who works here says, hey, I have. You can have my growler. And I, I mean, I've read that not once or twice. I've read that multiple times where it's like, they see them and get the thunk. Sorry, we just kicked that. And it's like, well, or come back tomorrow. You know, we, we should have another barrel going. And like, that's, you know what I mean? It's a business, but if you treat people like people, it, you know, it kind of comes back and that's really yeah. where it's at. I mean, how many times have you been to any business, you know, 
where there's some kind of service going on, be it a restaurant or a brewery or right. a coffee shop or whatever, and and it's just uh, it's it's not a good time. It's it's not fun. It's it yeah. you know, and or you're treated just you know like cattle or you're just sneered at because you know how dare you you know inconvenience me while I'm at work or you know yeah. it, it's happened to me I didn't like it so why should I do it to somebody else why should yeah. anyone do it to so you know everyone here is just hey we're all beer drinkers man yeah it's good beer, you know so it's great so what's what's next what's the next label you're working on oh um the hell am I working on well, we just got um, a fuzzy baby duck image approved. Is that your image? Yes. Is the, there's a rumored image that's by the time of a, it's like a rainbow unicorn type. <laughs> like, <clears throat> all right. Initially, all right. Going back a few years, he said, "All right, we're gonna make uh, an all citra hopped IPA, and it's it's gonna be big because." This recipe, it's just, it's it's this big IPA, mm-hmm. it's a hop bomb, and it's it's citra. So it's gonna be, you know, that orangey, and this might be big, because at that time, citra hops were just blowing up. Right. And this was a few years ago, so we said, all right, well, it's gonna be really popular with all the hop heads, and, you know, all the craft beer, you know, jerks and geeks which are us and all of our friends yeah <laughs> so we said well what do you want to do with a name and we were just sitting around and we were just riffing on each other you know like and we decided that it had to be a name that you would be totally embarrassed to order in public so you know you know there were just horrible names right, being right. passed i wish i could remember something because they were just wretched and I want to use them again. <laughs> yeah, right. It brings it out like a very. And it ended up being fuzzy baby ducks. Like someone said, baby ducks, and I just went fuzzy baby ducks because that extra adjective just makes it even worse. And everyone said, I wouldn't. Would you order fuzzy baby ducks in a crowded bar? It's like FBD. I have an FBD. What so do you, want? you know, we made it. We put it out. We this was in the old space, so you know, we put it on tap and we started selling it, and people were crazy. Were people embarrassed crazy. to buy it. All right, I mean, say it. So we thought, all right, we won. Yeah. We set out on a goal, make an embarrassing, you know, name thing, and then it backfired because it got really popular. It got hyped up on, you know, like Beer Advocate and stuff. Yep. Yeah. And everybody wanted it, it, it even if they one... never tried it. And yeah. then everyone's, you know, yelling, "Fuzzy baby dogs, fuzzy baby dogs." So we thought, oh well, crap. Backfired. So when we had to redo it, you know, we all decided this label's just got to be just the worst. It's like Brony esque. And. <laughs> You know, it's it's basically the visual version of being embarrassed to say it. So it was decided that it's got to be something. You know, if you put it in a can, somebody's gonna hide the can. Yeah. <laughs> so I I ended up drawing a, like all these puffy clouds, and on one of the clouds is a like anime-looking unicorn with this rainbow shooting out of its butt. And it's curving around through some more clouds and sliding down the rainbow are little baby ducks. <laughs> and then there's little hearts flying around and it's, oh, it's horrible. <laughs> Is the can going to be pink? I love it. Yeah, it's light blue and rainbowy oh. and pinky. And it's, it's, it's and it, it's, oh. and the little unicorn's kind of looking back at you as the rainbow shoots out of its butt. And, and everybody, you know, and I, I, I hope I brought, you guys make hoodies and t-shirts and. I brought it in and every, because, you know, 
the deal is you you know you get an image and you send it into the state and they approve it or they disapprove it. Right. Um, my understanding is that if it's approved, you can put it on anything. Um, if it's not approved, you can't put it on alcohol. Um, so you can put it on T-shirts and stickers and whatever the hell you want. So this kind of got submitted, and it was, you know, oh, they're never going to approve this. It's, it's a unicorn shitting a rainbow. We can't. Right. <laughs> and it got approved, so it was kind of, oh, I, wow, what do we do with it now? Do so, we have you know, as far as putting it in cans, yeah, it could happen. I mean, we yeah. have the ability to do it. Yeah. Uh, we have the technology. Yeah, so when? I have no idea. <laughs> so everyone's still kind of like, you want to put on a shirt? Wait, we can put it in cans. Do you want to put it in cans? So So how long was it, how long do you wait? Like, how long is that period of time? That's primarily the brewery. You know, right. that's, you know, because in order to put something on a can, it, it, yeah. it does take time. Because the canning place that we use, you know, they've got to get the image. They've got to get the image downloaded into their system so mm -hmm. that it'll print on the can. And then, right. and it, it's not, you know, an overnight thing. But legally, when you send it to the government to approve it, like, how long do you have to wait for that? Are you like, here's my, my that, rainbow I, pony. Like, yeah, I, think, it was like, I uh, think that was a couple of weeks. Yeah? Yeah, that was a few weeks. Because I remember being at work here and uh, Pat, the, the tasting room manager, came down and said, it got approved. And we all just went, what? Really? Holy crap. <laughs> there you go. So that was a big laugh. Right. So we'll see what happens with that. Let's get But, I mean, as far as stuff coming up, I mean, I just did the, the new Cool Beans one. I don't know why. Uh, I like the old one. But, um... Uh, uh, Is there anything with your, like, the flow, other art work you're doing? Sure. Uh... I mean, well, the city of New Haven does citywide open studios every October, and right. uh, that's basically just it's local amazing. artists. It's like it's this massive. Have you never been? It's this massive warehouse, like a school, a school meets like aircraft bay type thing, and it's yeah. My my uh, brother-in-law and sister-in-law got me to that. We've gone. We didn't go this year, but we've gone probably the last two or three years. It's it's really great. Um, so. That's one guaranteed show a year for mm -hmm. me, and you know I try to bring something different, new to everyone. So I'm I'm working on that now. Uh, I had some really big pieces uh, last October, so this year I decided to go the opposite direction, and I'm going to do small two by three uh, framed pieces, and just do about fifty of them, right? And just fill a room with these tiny little, really intricate, uh, you know, connected bubble, you know kind of liquidy, ribbony, flowing pieces and just do that as opposed to, you know, like big massive pieces where people can step back and go, whoa, and this one, yeah, they're going to have to really get up close yeah, and go, there's oh, a, if, you go again, if you go to the, thatcraigguy.com, there's a, you put up a commission piece, which I really like too. Oh, right, yeah. That's pretty, really nice. That, I mean, it's great because it's on, it's on, it's on someone's wall, but it like, it's flow and like it has a curve, you know, it kind of almost becomes taken over the wall and it's. That was a lot of fun. That was, uh, yeah, in fact, that was uh, our tasting room manager, Pat, before he, uh, he got the job here. Um, he was a regular customer, and he and his wife were in, and they saw some stuff online of mine, and they said, you know, could you do a piece for our living room? Yeah. You know, screaming at home, yeah. like, yes! <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, let me see what I can do. Yeah, trying to be all cool about it. Like, yeah, well, you know. 
Are you available tomorrow or every day for the next three weeks? I'm good to go. So, you know, yeah, put that together and assemble it and mount it and bring it over to their house and put it up on the wall and take pictures of it and send it to everyone I know going, oh, my God, look what happened. <laughs> yeah, like, real cool, you're, like, leaving, like, oh, this is great. <laughs> exactly. No. But, yeah, I mean, so there's that. Um, uh, you know, I pick up some commission pieces every once in a while here and there. You know, somebody wants something in their house or... You know, I had a guy come in with a, a cow skull that he picked up in the Arizona desert or something like, with his wife 25 years like, ago. Don't ask where I got this. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, yeah, do you get to do this? I'm like, yeah, that's great. Wow. You know, yeah. it's a huge cow skull. So, you know, take some time to do that some night. But, uh, yeah, that's always ongoing, too. Right. You know, you'll you know, be walking through Home Depot or something and look over and go, you know, three-inch paintbrush yeah that'll work and then you yeah. buy that and then you go home and you play with that and you you know put the pattern on that and right some things don't work but skulls always work yeah skulls are and cool. you, you do a few of those and it's funny because people come up to you hey i got a skull you want it now you do one on a steak which i in the, in the oh. website it says like then you read like the fine prints like i have multiple types of steak if you're interested so it's like i'm like like I, w I had a piece in my head that I wanted to do, and it involved a fried egg. And I'm thinking, how am I going to get it on the egg? How am I going to get it on an egg? And then I thought, wait a minute. You know, I used to do theater work years ago, and there's always props. So I just started Google searching prop food. Okay. And I found this website that's just amazing. <laughs> and not only did they have fried eggs, they had steak. Right. And I said, look at that. And it looked like a, a real steak. So I ended up just dropping some money and saying, all right, I'll take the raw T-bone yeah, steak. It's like, it's like, you look really low again. It's like, I have other steak options. And I was just like, that looks really real. But then I'm like, logistically, you can't, you can't be so I'm like, oh my God, I ask about this steak. I'm like, what is the steak going on? So yeah, after I finished it, you know, just, you go to, you know, your local arts and hobby store and they have, you know, plain untreated plaques, basically. Right. And I just mounted it to, the, I stained the, the wood and then I mounted the stake to the, you know, and just hung it on a wall and, yeah. and people come by and go, steak? I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, yep. <laughs> it and worked. You're asking <laughs> it about me, it. It's it a conversation me. I liked piece. it and it was, it made me feel good. So I did it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not always about you, man. This is about what I wanted to do. And if you like it, that's cool. <laughs> exactly. As an art, I mean, did you think when you were younger, just sketching, that you would still be creating art at this, you know, still? Uh, I mean, when you're a kid, you're just, you're not thinking of right. really much past right now. Exactly, so, uh, yeah. And I hopefully still kind of have that in me. Kid at heart. But, uh, you know, it was never really a thought. It was just, well, this is what you're going to do. It, was you know, always, it, it, was, it wasn't there. like, you know, this is going to be my career. Right. You know, I tried, you know, going into high school and tried to get into art schools and got into some art schools, just couldn't afford them. So ended up, you know, like, well, all right, so you don't go to art school. You're still going to be making stuff, Yeah. you know? And uh, so that's how it's been, just always drawn and, you know, and if it can, you know, if somebody likes it and wants it, cool, yeah. you know? And then, you know, learning how to, uh, you know, like put a book together, you know, and actually, you know, have your stuff and not be neurotic enough that 
you can you know put it online and sell it to people and feel okay that you know you're selling it to people and not just you know hoard all your artwork and no one ever sees it. Now there's rumors of a calendar. There's been some calendar photos, <laughs> which I'm not sure <laughs> if that's a goof or what. Uh, I was like, yeah. But, yeah uh. The good thing about the internet uh, is yeah. that the internet doesn't let you get away with anything. One of my best friends, every once in a while, like once a week, we try to get together and just catch up. And she, you know, she yeah. fills me in on her kids and and we just, you know, gossip, I guess, and just catch up. And we always go out for, you know, food and drinks. And so we get done with dinner and we're always just bloated. And, but being, you know, self-loathing bastards that we are, we always get dessert. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, you're really full. What else can you do except to eat more? And we always get dessert. And then one day I was just like, man, I am so full. And I just, I flipped off the cake that we got. We got this big slab of cake and it was just deadly. And she said, you know, you just gave the finger to our cake. And I said, oh yeah, you know, fuck that cake, dude. It's too <laughs> So she said, wait a minute. And she got her phone out and she took a picture of me giving a finger to this cake. And then she sent it to me and I thought, that's really funny. And I said, you know, that's a calendar. And she said, what? And I said, yeah, I'm going to make a calendar out of me, like, flipping off desserts or something stupid. And, uh, and then uh, I woke up one morning and just said, you know, I'm going to make a calendar. And I, you know, found a, a place that makes calendars online. And I had her take some pictures of me yelling at fruit because <laughs> that was stupider than giving the finger yeah. to dessert. <laughs> and I put it together and... I had a bunch made and just thought, all right, it's getting close to December. You know, I might sell like two or three, four tops, and I'll give the rest away as gifts and right. a couple of my idiot friends, and all's good. <laughs> and to try and get rid of a couple of them, I, I put it up on Facebook when I was here at work. And, uh, and I got home and turned on my phone and... I had like a thousand messages or something stupid like, dude, I need a, I need one of those stupid calendars. And I'm like, oh my God, I know a lot more idiots than I thought right. I did. <laughs> I thought a niche market, the so, niche you know, market. I bought 25 figure and, you know, all right, I'll eat a couple of dollars, get a good laugh, yeah, right. make some people chuckle somewhere in their veal pen at work and looking at me yelling at fruit <laughs> every month. And I sold out of them and I had to get, you know, another batch made up that night so i'm sitting there on my living room floor going what the fuck is going on holy shit what is going on? and i'm like on my phone going i gotta order more i gotta go to the website I got, and and it just blew up so i quickly had my friend karen take other pictures of me i went out and bought a bunch of dessert different desserts and then i sat at my kitchen table just giving the finger to you know whoopie pies and cheesecake <laughs> cookies <laughs> And it's so dumb. And I sold out of them too, so. Right, it's like version three. So now, yeah. now I'm sitting there going, oh man, you know. And then, you know, that that little part of my brain's going, you know, all right, it's a new market. Birthday cards where you're just flipping off like a birthday cake or, right. you know, or, you know, you're punching, you know, a donut. Yeah. <laughs> so something just bizarre. And, Hell, maybe somebody will buy it. There you <laughs> but go. Yeah, that, that's where that started. <laughs> you're, you're the serious part of your portfolio. Yes. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> that's getting me some mad jobs on uh, Madison Ave. 
But I think that's I think the people yeah like I said before it's there's a vibe when you come to New England it's you know some breweries are I mean I think brewing is very you know systematic and you have to be this amount of the X and Y and perfect but some places are a little too stale and I think that no one would ever say coming here is a stale place to be I hope not yeah right I don't want to come back here if it is um, and in my previous life I was I did some radio work I mean. What kind of tunes are you listening to? I mean, there's always great music in here. It's different, but what's uh, like? What's your music when you're creating? Oh, uh, I float around a lot. Yeah. As far as music, when I'm when I'm drawing or anything like that. Um, really, really old '60s reggae. Yeah. Yeah, old ska tunes I listen to a lot when I'm drawing. I find myself. Um, I don't know. I, I grew up on punk rock and hardcore, so that's always right. a staple. Um, I've been listening. Been listening to a lot of classical too when I've been drawing. Okay. Uh, um, trying trying to find you know new classical composers in the past you know like 100, 150 years as opposed to you know the great masters you know like right. Bach and Beethoven and all the well knowns in disco. Who the hell's this guy? And then you listen to his stuff and you either like it or don't. Like I, I can't remember the dude's name, but somebody just dropped his name. I mean, I went and listened to his stuff, and it's all I've been listening to for the past yeah. two days. Yeah, there's these guys I know there. They come from more of the the jam scene, but they have a new band called Electric Beethoven. It's all the foundation of all the music is the classic compositions, but it's intertwined with improvisational. But the whole foundation of all of the music is. Like you know, really? Yeah, and it's really great. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's it's they're really like it's a group of like all star players, and at first it was like oh it seems kind of like hokey, and then you listen to it and it's yeah, and you're like okay I can hear that, that's sweet I can hear that, and it, and it just like you know goes out, you know maybe they're enjoying a little of the dose you know beer, but um, <laughs> it's definitely uh, yeah it's interesting. Yeah so, yeah I guess to narrow it down. Punk, hardcore, ska, and classical. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> Have you ever your art uh, since you come to punk? Like, has ever been anyone ever tattooed your art on? Like, have you ever done that? Ah, uh, I mean, not at the drawer, but like, have somebody get your art inked uh, on themselves? I, I, I'm, I'm she'll probably deny it, but Rob. Uh, because I've, I've got a lot of tattoos and um and he said something about me getting one of the you know one of the labels tattooed on my body and you know how you know like that, he was joking about it that's dedication to the job ha 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 and I said dude I'll do it and he said well what would you get and I said well, ghost pigeon porter because that's the stupidest label I've ever seen <laughs> it makes me laugh every time I look at it it's been like eight years or something right. since I did it and it still makes me go man that's so dumb and Oh, um, it's it's a basically a pigeon under a sheet, if that's what you think. It's, it's just stupid. Well, pen the, yeah. And I said, yeah. And he goes, oh, if you do that, I'll pay for it. And I said, all right. And he went, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. And I'm like, no, 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 you said. Yeah. So uh, I was going to get that and have him pay for it, of course. And then uh, one of our old brewers, Matt, he, uh, he got a text one day just from some random dude in New York who got the Gandhi bot uh, head 
from the, the old t-shirts right. and from the snifters, the Gandhi bot had tattooed on his leg. And I, I swear to God, I thought, you yeah, know, that guy wins. Yeah. You win for life. And I, you know, got all teary and shit because, you know, how cool is that? I, you can't top that. that yeah. I, I was like, I, dude, I quit. It's not going to get any better right now than somebody getting your artwork tattooed on them. Yeah, that was when I started beer trading. That was always like my go-to beer gift. I'd always send people the snifter. And then uh-huh. they would like drop. I get like, dude, I dropped it. And I was like, I don't know when it's going to be back again. And <laughs> I, have, I have a couple at home. I have, you know, I have the big head and the little head. And the big head, like if you put it in the dishwasher, eventually it fades off. Yeah. So I have like ghost Gandhi. That's like, you know, and then I have like, you know, my wife's like always like. That's a new uh, beer. Yeah, like I drink it in the house and she's like. Um, like, you know, she does all the, you know, she, when it's her turn to do this, she's like, I'm not touching that guy. Like, and he just sits there, you know, like everything else is, I'm like, okay. Cause she's like, we saw how before and this is the after we can't have that again, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, people are, that's like, that's my, that's my go-to drinking glass. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, I think I've seen another one or somebody was telling me that they were going to get it done and never, I don't know, never followed up. But hey, one's enough, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So hey, if you're that guy, yeah, dude. If, leg, if, if you're the out. dude with the G bot, Gandhi bot head on on your calf, yeah. I think is your. I hope it's your calf. Yeah. Then uh, <laughs> I I I'm buying you a beer or four, man. Thank yeah, you. Excellent. <laughs> right. So so yeah, thank you so much. Like I said, when I started doing this project, you were the person I hoped I could connect with. And I think uh, I think your art's great. I think it's this is one of my favorite breweries in the country, and I just think that the art is great. I, I always look forward you. to it, and I think it's yeah, it's just it's just special. And so if you haven't had a chance to come on down, it's not a Jaguar dealership. It's in the back, so just come on back and yeah, follow follow your nose, follow the, the smell of the grain. <laughs> yeah, all right. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. I mean, I appreciate you, you know, singling me out. That's that's really cool. Yeah, it's going to be great. And there we have it. The definitive Craig Gilbert interview right here at the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Really was a great opportunity to get a chance to talk to Craig doing it at the brewery and just to hear the humility and how much he appreciated being a part of it like I said from the beginning and have repeated a few times here already it was a no-brainer when we started this that we wanted to get Craig involved with the project it was great to learn about his other things he's doing his bubble art you know the wacky calendars which I think is just fitting I think there is a sense of humor which is floats through the brewery i think they don't take themselves too seriously they work their asses off to bring us as many tasty beers as possible always looking forward to what's coming next and that was great i think hearing the story about fuzzy baby ducks which released just about you know a week and a half ago two weeks ago from when we recorded this last piece and so to to see the cans having spoken to craig about it and seeing people going crazy for it it just made me laugh. Unfortunately, I was out of town and, and missed that, but word on the street is that it is going to become a more common brewery release, so hopefully everybody will get a chance to have that 
socially embarrassing can, unicorn shitting out rainbows, holding it in her hand, sharing with her friends, bringing it to summer picnics. But as we said before, if you have not had a chance to head on down New England Brewing Company, check them out, newenglandbrewingcompany.com. They're on the Twitter, Instagram. They have a great crew over there. Make sure you say hello to everybody over there. Follow along with them. I have to applaud them. Last year, they really stepped up their social media game since they've expanded the brewery, letting folks know about the canning releases, you know, the, the Coriolis, which has become a regular you know, the, the new bottle releases, and just, just being more engaged in that regards. There are rumors of a, of a new website, but I would make sure to, to follow them on Instagram and Facebook for now to find out more information. I think Twitter is kind of the third. I think it's kind of in that order. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, but they mix it up and keep you guessing. But I want to thank Craig once again. You are listening to the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. Episode 5 is in the books. Coming up next week, we have Tom Lesnar. He's an artist that's based out of my hometown, Philadelphia, and he is doing work for the Ohio-based brewery Who Farted, Hoofhearted, depending on how you say it, but I think the Who Farted is definitely the the tongue-in-cheek nature of that brewery and their labels. It was a really great opportunity to to speak with Tom, learn about his process, how he teamed up with the, the guys. Don't want to spoil it too much. But we're going to give you a little preview of that. And remember, we are here every Friday. Tell a friend, do a like, do a share. Maybe be crazy. Instead of texting somebody, maybe call them, hear their voice. But hey, to each their own. Once again, 16160ZCanvas.com. 160ZCanvas on Instagram. And you can find us on Facebook, the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. We appreciate you. We appreciate all that's going on in the craft beer scene. The beers are tasty. The artwork is kick-ass. And we're looking forward to introducing you to a new artist each week. So until next time, until then. I always feel like when you end these, you're supposed to have some really like kind of like massive sign-off with some cool you know, catchphrase. So maybe we'll have a catchphrase contest if you have any ideas on the catchphrases. But until then. I'm going to sign off. Cheers. And now for a preview of episode six, featuring Tom Lesnar, artist for Hoof Hearted Brewing Company in Ohio. Enjoy. How did you come to meet the the guys at at Hoof? Um, I met Trevor in second grade. I went to like a new school and he was like the guy that like, the teacher's like, hey, Trevor, show Tom, like, what a desk is. And I vividly remember him like, well, this is our desk, and we got this in here. I don't know if he remembers that. But so we were, like, best buds pretty much always, like, um, since then. And then he, he, I moved to North Carolina in seventh grade, and uh, Jared, the other partner, and hearted it's Trevor, Jared, and Jared's brother, um, and this guy, Braden, some other dudes, but they're the key key players um but uh jared's brother ryan um but jared jared moved in in seventh grade the year i moved so he kind of took my place like trevor needed a new like top dog jared moved in jared became his guy and then i kind of came back to columbus after north carolina 
mm, for the end of high school, and then like we all lived together after high school. So then I became really tight with Jared. He's a great dude, and um, and then I moved to Philadelphia. Like they were going to college, and I was like, well, I'm not doing shit. Like what? What am I doing? You know, like um, I was working at pizza places and playing music and stuff, going nowhere. Um, well, no, I was learning how to make art. It was it was a good time, but it was it was time to move, and I decided Philadelphia just because I was had some connections here or whatever. And they reached out to me like five years ago. Um, I mean, we were really still, we were always close, like in contact, but they, Jared gave me this call that he was like, Hey, we're starting a brewery. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. You know, like, um, he's like, no, this, this shit is like actually really easy to do. Like we're good at it. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I believe you, you know, like you're good at, Jared's always been really good at everything. Trevor, Jared's like a welding engineer, uh, just a, a big mechanical brain type of dude. And Trevor's like a wine sommelier and like a beer. He was a beer rep for years. And um, he's just like a, he has a good palate for recipes and stuff. So they're a good duo of like the, the mechanics and then Trevor, the, the arty shit. And then they called on me to, to design it. And Jared was like, we're going to call it how far it is. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> like, okay.